Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now it's what it's all about scout it's what it's all about. Scouts, what it's all about. Scouts, what it's all about. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another wonderful episode of Two Scout Geeks. Today is June 1st, 2021. My name is Joey Galvez, and welcome. This is going to be a really cool episode because we're going to be talking to HS Tech. Then you're going to hear my first impressions on Redshift number one and Grom number one. Grom is a really cool one. They're both really cool. They're two space kind of tales, but very, very different. One is very much a space odyssey, kind of like uh, Interstellar, the movie, and uh, maybe possibly some Total Recall, uh, as well as that kind of stuff. And then Grom is very much like a very fun comedy kind of Guardians of the Galaxy type of story. Both really cool space stories, but very, very different. Very awesome all in their, in their own. So stay tuned for that, and that's going to happen right here. You guys are going to be in for a treat because you're going to go right into the interview with John and HS Tech as it happens. All right, here we go. Let's jump right into that interview. Redshift is... Uh family is survival space saga um, and it's about it's it's basically about two brothers uh, the older brother gets recruited to go on this really long epic journey to um, cross into a new solar system in hopes that they'll be able to extend humanity uh, and his brother he leaves his brother back home who uh, starts getting to the political spectrum of Mars at the time when resources are running out and he's basically trying to hold keep the planet together to give his brother some time to get back um, if he makes it back before you know before humanity collapses on itself yeah um now the book officially releases uh coming up uh <clears throat> of course scout with some of the uh stores and stuff have released it a few a little early with some of the stores we get directly from scout um but yeah the the ash can came out a couple months ago and i gotta say now that i've read the issue one and i've already read the ash can the ash can had me drawn in because i like the story and it especially i love stories where the characters uh there's more of a balance of like not everything's as uh good and bad as it seems or like gray and white or black and white where uh the characters decisions have other effects on certain things 
And uh, after reading the first issue, more so the ash can made me uh, like go like, oh, so anyone who's picked up the ash can has read that part. So um, I just love the character development you've been doing with uh, uh, the the main character brother of going uh, uh, traveling from Mars. Um, yeah. So what 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 made you want to write this kind of story? Oh, man, I just. Um... I love sci-fi and I've always wanted to do something out in space. Um, I follow what NASA is doing pretty closely and basically, you know, all the space exploration programs right. uh, globally. Uh, so I just thought it's, it's a unique time uh, that we have right now where research on Mars changes every day. Almost we're getting new information. Uh, so I just wanted to set a story out there and, you know, try and see, you know, whatever I've been inspired through by HG Wells and Ray Bradbury and other mm. sci-fi writers that, that take down Mars. Um, I just thought to see what, you know, what I could do out there. Yeah. I, I just love that. Also like the, 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 who you mentioned too, it does feel like that's definitely some inspiration here because not just the space exploration, but just the more in-depth story, like the resources factor that you have, um, the exploration, but the also the family factor, um, multiple elements that are balanced in a story that when done right, the more you add is makes the story even better. And I think that's what I've uh, liked so far with the story is like all the different things added together are really bringing a bigger story than just the the story synapsis of itself of like, running out of resources, going to try to save everything. And I think that's what's uh, going to draw a lot of readers in. Uh, I hope so, man. I hope I did it right. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I'm not soon. Yeah. Um, so what brought you to Scout with this book? Uh, Scout was interesting how it happened. Uh, I wish like every deal could happen this way, but it's probably rare. Um, I had pitched it to Aftershock uh, and... They didn't take it at the time. I don't know why. They just didn't, uh, whatever reason, it wasn't a good fit. Um, but uh, James James Pruitt, Jim Pruitt worked at Aftershock, and his brother worked at Scout, his twin brother. So he gave it, he gave it to his twin brother and was like, hey, check this um, space story out. Twin brother um, is at Scout, so they, um, I think, Brendan Deneen Twittered me at the time and I didn't, I wasn't like super active. So it took me like six months to get back to them. They're like, <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, this book's still available. If you guys want it, let's, you know, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's one of the things that I do. I think why creators are loving scout a little bit more too, is it's, it's more of like a, there's, there's the heads of the company or like the, the board that looks over everything, but yeah. the more of just like, people who are in the industry and just fans. So I think that's why also it's a little more uh, of a compelling thing to bring to scout because they're just like, Oh wow. Yeah. I liked this. And it wasn't just something that like had to be looked over by like a, like a company factor. It, it is, yeah. but it's, they're more of like a, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Scott, you got to be instinctual, I think. Um, and just go with your gut. And I feel like Scott's good at doing that. They, they, I mean, you've seen the books they have out there. They're, they're top-notch books so mm -hmm. um i think they just inherently like they're all they're all writers 
they kind of understand what um, what a story can be. And I think they're really good because they can help patch it together for me to get to the best spot where I can get to. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a blessing, man. I, I'm grateful they came on as a Houston, as I say, <laughs> for Redshift. So uh, one of the things also is like with a lot of books, the story is only as good as the art. And with yours, I yeah. really feel like the artist you have is better really than the story. Tie- yeah, he, he brings what you have in the story to life in a way that I feel like was, this is exactly how I wanted it to be. So how did you come to be with the, the artists that you are with? So I think, um, I think with Brent, I was looking for artists for this. He's got that style that um, I saw. I saw some of his work on Barry Boys with Dark Horse, uh, which is like a, a straight Western. Yeah, and he's got that, that Western... He's got that flair to it. And Mars, the story on Mars is, and Mars, when we go out there, it's, it's going to be a colony and we're going to be pioneers. Uh, so it's going to be like we're out and it's the future Wild West, right? Space and the moon and Mars. So I feel like um, Brent has that inherently in his art. Uh, so he basically painted a Western out there, which I I love, like, I just, I can't, I can't get over that art, man. Yeah. It's, and um, knowing that he's done a Western before, it makes more sense with your book because honestly it does like, especially that first part of the story or the, well, most of the first part, most story is it does feel like it's kind of set like a Western. So yeah, pioneer kind of thing. So I think that does tie in very well with the story, knowing that he's also done a Western. Yeah, he's um, and then you know, with him, and then combine him with Sebastian, who's who makes it really dusty and stark, you know, and and vibrant at the same time somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got I got lucky, man. That's that's only like yeah. because one Sebastian of the things worked with me on Boy One, yeah, uh, my first book. So I just like pulled him into this, and he's you know, luckily worked out those guys. They, those guys have never worked together. Um, but Sebastian, I think can just touch anything and whatever he touches, it's going to look good. Yeah. Cause one of the things I did like is then when we got to, uh, like finally seeing like a spacecraft or a ship in the story, it didn't feel like it was trying to like, look this like extravagant style of like space. It felt like if you were like progressing in a, a a way that it was more of like a toned down, like it felt like that was something that probably could be built. Like yeah, yeah, everything so, felt real in, in a way, even though it was in space, it felt like a realistic, realistic ship or a realistic uh, setting. Yeah. They're not going to have um, like the labs they have on earth. Right. They're, they're, they're basically bootstrapping everything. Yeah. They can out on Mars. So they're going to, they're going to use whatever they have and do, you know, make it however they can uh, to get it to fly. Basically they're going to have to use all their resources to do it. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things I think that drew me into the story more also is that, like I said, uh, a writer can write a story, but if the art doesn't go along with it, it it takes away from it. And I feel like the combination of you three really felt like that, it was a storytelling of all three of you understanding where you were going. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think so. I mean, I think, 
or maybe I don't understand, but they took it there. Where how they, how <laughs> Right. Either way, it got to where it needed to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now with uh, the the first issue coming out, um, you were just at the uh, collective, which I ordered a copy from you there. Oh, nice. What was uh, there. Yeah. What was uh, what was some of the? Did you get some feedback while you were there? Were you able to? Yeah, I mean, I talked to some fans who had read it, um, who who I like exchanged. Um, Instagrams with or whatever and they got back to me and they're like damn this is good so I was like at least you know I got two guys in my corner three guys right (laughs) well and that's how that's how it starts because uh like a book like this and I feel like um this is a book that uh really will hit a lot of people because I feel like there's not as many like um space exploration stories lately like Mm -hmm. there's more like uh like uh, Lord of the Rings style or something like that mm-hmm. is something I see a lot lately, but a good space exploration book, I haven't seen in a bit. And I think this hits on multiple levels. Cause like you said, with uh, your artist who's done Westerns is it feels like a, uh, a very much like a pioneer story of space, but I feel like that there's, this is what's going to draw fans in is the fact that it's, it's more of a, uh, toned down believable version of like if we were going to space so i really love that part yeah so i was um i also i worked so i like to ground the science uh, i dealt with boy one and i did it here uh, i worked with nasa jpl there's uh their head of um exoplanet exploration his name is dr wesley traub he i got connected with him um and we had a you know a couple months discourse on how the, how life out there would play out. And, you know, how do we go about like, once we're there, what do we do to make sure that humanity survives? And you can't, you're not going to be able to live on Mars forever. Um, So getting there is just basically like a half step. The full step would be to, you know, figure out how to bend space time and get to another solar system. Mm -hmm. So those are the, all the pieces that I had to work with. And luckily it was grounded with the science and research that, that NASA was doing at the time. Yeah. I, I honestly think that uh, is even more amazing because it feels like it's more of a, a love story for you because it's something that really connects with you is a, a what like interests you. So that, that I really like there because it shows more to the story. Um, so how, how many different people have you discussed? Like, uh, what, what would it be like up there? Is it? Um, mostly, mostly with, so I tried to get to like, so, so na- I pinged NASA about it. Uh, it took a while to find, I think what they did was they shared the idea with a bunch of their scientists and Dr. Traub is the one who got back to me. So, but, um, having said that, like I have discussed it with other, you know, with writers and, I wouldn't say I discussed it with scientists at his level, um, but uh, definitely I had some, you know, informative discussions about, you know, how do, how do we live up there? And one of the more interesting things is not about the science. It's, it's about the politics Mm. Uh, because, you know, life in the U S right now is pretty free. Uh, For the most part, we can go outside and breathe the air and drink water and, do whatever we want to do for the most part, as long as we're not, you know, encroaching on others out there, we won't have that kind of freedom and it's not going to be a democracy. 
right? So even, you know, even if a country like the U.S. is the first one to colonize Mars, it's not going to be like the U.S. we have at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be, it's got to be a militarized structure where there's a chain of command and that chain of command is unbroken and followed because uh, you just can't, you can't have people doing their own thing on Mars. Every, 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 every minute on Mars, you're trying to extend it. Um, you're trying to extend human life. Like, what are we going to do for this minute? That'll give us another minute. And that minute gives us a day and that day gives us a week. Yeah. So everyone's got to work together constantly. Um, you can't have any breaking of protocols and stuff. So it's going to be like a, a weird type of um, governance that's hopefully dictated by science, but it's, you know, it'll be interesting. I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all in, under discourse right now. How would we go right. colonize the planet? Yeah. And it's, it, it is one of those things. Cause when you make some kind of discovery like that, you can't just be like, Hey, let's go here. It's, it's, it is one of those things where even when looking at Mars right now, when looking at resources and the idea of water and all that, it is one of those things where even if we landed there, you would have to be able to have some kind of structure because if you were wandering around, it would be a waste of resources and time because if yeah. you don't have a focused mission, then there is no mission. Yeah. Yeah. So or your mission is going to be failing pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 knowing this now, it makes me really love the story more because it is that kind of thing of like wanting to know more. And like I've, uh, cause I have an eight year old son. One thing I've loved about certain comics he now reads is, is it's that teaching factor without necessarily like pushing that. It's just you learning. Like it's a uh, learning by just uh, like opening your mind by adventuring yeah. And um, knowing this now, and hopefully this book does take off like I think it will, um, I hope that that this brings that to some people is there's more of a like thinking about what would that be like? How would that work? What would the structure be? Because uh, I even like that in the story, you do uh, touch on certain notes with characters to say that not everything is as easy as yes or no. And uh, there's more of a process to it, a decision-making to it. So I hope that that's definitely where people get with it because it is a story that brings up those questions. Yeah. Um, I hope so too, man. That's some high praise. I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, like I, I try and tell the best story that I can tell. And if it teaches you something, that's even better. Uh, I know like the best, the movies that I like the best and the, the writing that I like, the books that I like the best they have always taught me something about the world or about the character or about myself. So if I could do that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Cause like one of the things I've said also is like with, uh, uh, scout books I love, or just the same thing, movies or certain things I love is it doesn't necessarily have to be something big. It can be something as small as touch on an emotional factor. Yeah. Um, with, uh, like this, where it touches on family, it could touch people an emotional factor about family. Like there's always something that if, um, with the best stories can hit you. And sometimes you don't necessarily know that that's the area it would hit you. Yeah. 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 So, um, with this, I do love that there's, like I've said, the, the different factors of the exploration, decision-making and the family, because it hits on different notes for each person. Like, so like, even though there's, 
Uh, it's a space story. It may hit somebody bigger for a uh, family story of not, maybe that's where they can relate to or something. Yeah, definitely. It has, um, it's, it's about those two brothers, man, at the end of the day that, so Sebastian is going to come, um, the younger brother is going to come more prominently as the story evolves and unfolds. Mm. Um, I didn't want to start with both of them because you just, you, you got to sort of try and focus on one of the characters and develop him. Uh, so you guys can ride with him for a little bit, but it'll, it'll open up um, soon. So I'm excited to see how that plays. And I think you're right. I think some people might latch onto that. Some people might latch onto the space, um, the journey. Let's see. Yeah. So how many issues is uh, Redshift? Do you know yet? Or are we just... Yeah, it's going to be six. Six issues. Okay. Yeah, it's six, six issues. And they're going to be like thick, long issues. So... Yeah. Um, well, the more story, the better. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be, yeah, it should be good. It's all beat it out. Um, of course, we left that like, you know, that little cliffhanger at the end. So... Yes. We can continue because I'd love to come back here, you know? Yeah, and I think that's something with uh, that's with some of the best stories. It's always nice to have a cliffhanger because even if there's not more, it leaves that door open for that possibility always. Well, yeah, out there, I mean, in space is so endless and so large, and so like it's there's so much you can do. You know what I mean? So it's it's just I don't even have to do much. I just like you know, <laughs> it is what right. it is because of because we're out in space. So. Right. There's too much to mine out there, you know? Yeah. All right, man. So it was great having you. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, my my go-to is is probably Instagram. It's easier for me to throw pictures up and rather than get in the discourse of Twitter. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter too, but they're, they're the same handle. It's H-S-T-R-O-N-I-C. So it's just H-S-Tronic. Mm. All right. So everybody go check out Redshift. It's a fantastic story. It's uh, coming out from Scout. Some stores already have it if they uh, buy directly from Scout. Pick this story up and uh, start to live uh, uh, an adventure that will take you to space and further. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with HS Tech. John did a wonderful, wonderful job. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about Redshift here and in my first impressions. Uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you guys the creative Tim here, the Jeff. We have HS Tech as the writer, obviously. You guys just heard all about that. And we have Brent David McKee as the artist and Amin K. Nahulpan as the cover artist. Okay, Sorry for butchering your name, but you did an amazing job on this cover. <laughs> Seriously, it's one of the coolest looking ones I've seen in such a long time. Anyway, th this this is a really cool story because it's a space exploration slash space odyssey type of story. It follows a family who has suffered a loss due to the Voyager, uh, the Ministry, ominous omnipresent uh you know uh, corporation type thing uh, we it's not quite 
completely laid out what how their role is or why they are in this position. Anyway, you know, everybody is inhabitants of Mars, but this is kind of just the stepping stone here. We heard that in the interview right before ju- just before this, right? But that this is not their final destination. You can't stay on Mars for so long. You could only stay on Mars for so long, right? Um, this is the uh, interstellar meets, you know, kind of really cool space odyssey. Well, this first issue definitely opens up the world building a little bit and, and introduces you to a handful of characters. But I don't think that kind of takes away from the story or, or, or stops it from moving forward here. Um, they've definitely mastered the capability to bend uh, space time uh, in front of their vehicle so that they can travel uh, to interstellar galactic travel right really cool stuff and <laughs> above my head uh, but super cool uh, but they're looking for a sustainable planet to to house humanity and this is their last ditch effort they've sent so many people before nobody's gone come back um, so it's, it's, they're looking for, it's, it's definitely like one of those last ditch efforts where they're, they're running out of resources on Mars, uh, and they are definitely pulling at straws here, grasping at straws. So, uh, there's, there's tragedy, there's betrayal, there is uncertainty, uh, there's so much in the story. I definitely, uh, if you guys, this one is not on your radar, it definitely should be on your radar because it is such a good story. This first issue is so strong and it definitely leaves you wanting more. So definitely go grab this. You can go grab it right now. Scott scoutcomics.com or um, pick it up from your LCS. They can order it for you as well. But at scoutcomics.com, type in the word geek. That is G-E-E-K at checkout. You'll get 10% off your books. Grab Redshift and why not grab Grom while you're at it too. I'm going to be talking about Grom here afterwards. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. It's going to be a really cool one. This week is actually kind of space week. <laughs> We're talking about two space books. So really cool. Um, and it is, it is an, isn't it interesting that it falls on the week when the government is supposed to tell us about UFOs or UAFs or whatever they want to acronym they want to use for it. Isn't it interesting or did we plan it? Well, anyway, let's jump right into that next book. Let's talk about Grom, Galactic Rodents of Mayhem. All right, are you guys ready to talk about Grom, Galactic Rodents of Mayhem? All right, all right this one is actually really kind of a cool one. It, I, I don't want to say that it was a serious one. And I don't also want to say that it's a, a silly one. It, it, it's, it's definitely fun. There's some funny moments in here. There's some uh, there's some characters in here. You're like, ah, oh, you guys are totally doing that on purpose. I love it. They are definitely pulling in from many different genres. We got Ninja Turtle type genres in here. We got uh, obviously um, we got like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of tale here. And it invo- it <laughs> involves a handful of capybara humanoid type uh characters um a, a lizard character it, it's it's super cool it reminds me of like rango on like speed <laughs> or on like it, like if rango was a michael bay film that's what this would be 
<laughs> like, like seriously, that's that's it, this is awesome because you definitely have like a a western kind of character here. He's this Clint Eastwood kind of guy. He's a lizard. Um, it definitely really cool. Um, opens up with him and a team, and he's like the smart dude there and and, and level headed guy. But he, you don't want to cross him, kind of Clint Eastwood style character. They literally put him in Clint Eastwood garb. <laughs> so really awesome, though. Uh, this story, you you don't you don't get too much information in this uh, first issue. You do obviously get the world. The sense of the world, the sense of the characters built up, obviously, like every first issue, they, they have to build that, right? But they do it uh, in the form of uh, them uh, following through with the mission and then getting, uh, I, I don't think I'm spoiling this. If you guys are listening to this already, you know it's spoilerific, these these uh, first impressions. So if you don't want to know, if you haven't read this book, uh, definitely stop listening now. And then in about two to three minutes, turn it back on or something like that. So anyway, um, they 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 go they go on a mission get double crossed and then um you definitely and then you go and find out that this is not the 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 actual team that you were looking at so there's a little bit more stuff going on here uh there's different levels of 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 different things different stories or or backgrounds working here in this story which definitely intrigues me again because there's so many layers of different things going on simultaneously people getting double cross there's there's like double crossing on top of double cross on top of double cross it's one of those things and you see some <laughs> some some knockoff ninja turtle characters <laughs> it's and and made you laugh i love it um uh super cool this is another one that i'm all aboard this one's a space kind of tale too but it's more of like a guardians of the galaxy kind of fun silly tale where you're gonna just enjoy it because you're like this is just fun uh where where redshift is a completely different style different feel of a book um now if grom and 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 things of that nature and maybe like metal shark bro in that kind of vein where it's just silly humor comedy uh comic book if you're all about those and you don't usually really go for like the the red shift where there's an actual story or or there's always stories in both of them but where the story is actually a little bit more serious and um the jokes are more of you know within the story and not these the you know making fun of the story kind of like uh metal shark bro just makes of makes fun of how silly that they are <laughs> and and if you knew the, the creators that's that's who they are that's just like you know life is crazy and silly and everything that we do is just weird right it, which is true we're all weird humans <laughs> i'm literally speaking into a microphone by myself in a room <laughs> like and you guys are listening to it so uh but anyway uh this this story is very intriguing you you have a you have three capybara and uh, one lizard they are a team and something happens they get double crossed and there's an even bigger story happening here and there's something that happened that they are that their plans had had to have been changed abruptly and in public <laughs> and craziness ensues and a fight happens and uh they got a you know you got a mexican standoff going on here and you got to fight your way out and that's what happens here and, and it's really cool 
but I want to know more. It, it definitely feels like they did not really give me much, but it was on purpose because you are going to get into the story more. Um, they set up, set it up very well. Artwork is amazing too. And, uh, I'm in, I'm in on this one. I thought I, I, this one was not on my radar at all. Redshift was on my radar. Grom, I had it actually sitting there and I actually have a copy or two in my collection and it's just sitting there. I haven't read it. I had a, a copy or two in my, <laughs> in digital form as well. So I didn't have any excuses not to read it. So, um, it, it, it's, it's good. And, and I, and if you guys haven't read it yet either, uh, pick it up and grab it. Um, so, all right, guys, that that's it. That's the end of the show. Um, sorry, this one might be just a little bit shorter than usual, but next episode, you guys are going to be in for a treat because we are going to be talking to Kevin Joseph. What are the creators of Tart? Because we have a new Tart title. It is Toxic Origins. We find out a, a little bit more about the uh, you know toxic world and the uni toxic universe and all that good stuff. So. Uh, stay tuned for that one. It's going to be really fun. This time, I am present for the interview, and I and I help conduct the interview this time. So um, I don't know if we're going to, you know, do our interviews first and do the uh, impressions afterwards, or or if we're going to flip them back around the way it was, uh, you, the way you guys are used to listening to it. Uh, but if you guys like it this way, let me know on on social media or. Uh, you, you guys can do that at, 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 at two scout geeks on Twitter, um, Facebook, two scout geeks, uh, everywhere. Uh, just look up two scout geeks and messages and say, Hey, I liked the, uh, the, the last two episodes, the two episodes where you got the interview first and the impressions afterwards. And we'll leave it this way. Or if you liked it the old way, let us know. We'll do that thing. Uh, so if you guys want to follow us and like I said, head over to Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, all that good place, just all those good places. Just type in Two Scout Geeks, and you will find us right there. Remember to head over to ScoutComics.com and grab yourself some books. Grab yourself Redshift, Grom, and all the amazing books we talk about on the show. And use the code Geek at checkout. That is G E E K at checkout, and you will get ten percent off your till. So do that and grab yourself some books and. Make sure that you listen to us right here exclusively on the Geek Collective and Age of Radio scout. Network. And we'll see you guys next time. And Scout is it's what, what it's, it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.